Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Welcome back, mother lovers, to another episode of Last Call at McLaren's, the How I Met Your Mother podcast. I am Josh, and I am joined, of course, by my awesome co-host, John. How you doing, man? Dude, I'm doing great. Yeah, man. It's, uh, I'm excited. Pumping out some good episodes here, and uh, we are now halfway through this season with this episode. Absolutely. Uh, if you guys haven't been paying attention... If you're just randomly clicking on YouTube videos, you may not know, but we are talking season one, episode 11, The Limo. That's right. Probably so, one of my uh, favorite episodes of How I Met Your Mother ever. Really? Wow. Besides the music in the episode, there's not much about this episode that really makes me want to watch this one. Hmm. I, I'm curious if it has anything to do, because this is like this is the first and one of the very few episodes uh, that does not have an A and B story. That's true. It's just the one story. They're inside the limo. We barely get to see anything outside of that. You know, it's, That's it's, a, not, it's a very almost true nothing. Statement. Yeah, like we don't get to see like almost anything from any of the parties. You know, all of that stuff is just kind of glossed over because it's about their time together as opposed to what that is true. Happening. It's about uh, so to build up the, the, the yes. New so I wonder if it's if it has uh, partly to do with that. I'm curious about that, but uh, yeah, we are here with episode 11, and uh, I'm excited to talk about it. Uh, what I found interesting about this uh, this episode came out December 19th of 2005. So there was a three week break between episodes 10 and 11. Oh wow! I thought that was you know uh, because 10 took place right after it was aired right after Thanksgiving. It was, I think it was like the 28th of yeah. November. And then three weeks later, we got this. You know, TV does that sometimes. But uh, up until now, we hadn't had any sort of gaps like that. So I Could have been something to do with like a sport or something, too. Yeah, maybe. Uh, I, who knows? It could be almost anything. But uh, yeah, like I said, December 19th, 2005 for this episode. Directed by Pamela Fryman, of course. She does all the episodes this season. She does almost all the episodes. You're going to hear her name. The majority of the time that I say this. Majority. Uh, yeah. And uh, written by Sam Johnson and Chris Marcil. Uh, I don't believe we've heard these names before. So, uh, hey, congrats, guys. You made one of uh, John's least favorite episodes. 
Uh, the summary for this one, it's New Year's Eve 2005. And Ted rents a limo for him and the gang and ga- uh, plans out the ideal way to ring in the new year. Unfortunately, things don't go as planned. <coughs> as they rarely do, right? I was going to say, this show, I don't think anything ever really goes as planned for them. That seems like life in general. That is uh, a true statement. Uh, so, as usual, I have some side notes before we hop into uh, all the stuff going on. Woo! Uh, well, this is, like I said, one of the few episodes... Uh, that is not only doesn't have an A and B story, but it's also one of the few episodes where we do not see uh, the gang in uh, any of the apartments or in McLaren's bar. I was going to say, they're not even in McLaren's in this one. Yep, like we see the outside of it because it's at the yeah. very beginning. They're waiting. But yeah, we do not see uh, them in any of those places at all. Uh, and also, uh, director of photography Chris LaFontaine won an Emmy for outstanding cinematography for a multi-camera series for this episode. Interesting. So this episode is an Emmy-winning episode, John. Interesting. Yeah. Maybe that's yeah. why I don't like it. Yeah, maybe. I don't know. Uh, I mean, it's also a milestone for other reasons, though, too. This yeah. is the episode that brings Ranjit back to the show. You know, yes, it's the first it does. Time see Ranjit. Uh, it's the yes, first time that we find out that he has a real... Uh, Asphyxiation for like Bon Jovi. Oh yeah, because yeah, you know, that, that definitely comes back a couple times. Yeah. Uh, so let's let's jump into it, man. Uh, starts off. Future Ted starts off telling his kids about this great idea for New Year's Eve 2005, which apparently, as he states, cost him half his Christmas bonus. Now, as soon as he said this, I'm like. Fuck you, man. Must be nice to be able to get a Christmas bonus big enough to where only half of it uh, is what costs to rent out this limo on New Year's Eve. You know what I mean? Like, damn, bro. Like, come on. You're here saying, oh, it costs. Like, as soon as he started the line, I thought he was going to be like half his paycheck. You know what I mean? Because that could hurt. You know what I mean? It's like that's eating into your normal amount of money. But he's like his Christmas bonus. I'm like, who cares? He rented a limo on New Year's Eve with a Christmas bonus, which means he rented that last minute. Yeah. Where the fuck did you find a limo in New York City last minute? Yeah. I mean, <laughs> obviously they didn't know who uh, who was going to be driving said limo. But uh, uh, if, if it had been any other season, I feel I could have believed that maybe they like called up Ranji or something. But they, again, they didn't even know who was going to be driving the limo. Well, Ted did. No, because uh, they 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 all they were all surprised by it because they were all like, "Did I didn't True. know that you were driving a limo now?" Oh you yeah, because because before he was just he was a taxi driver in the, in the yeah. So uh, we wind up outside of McLaren's bar, and Ted is picking up the gang in this limo that we're talking about. He tells them the plan. And the plan is to attend five parties and pick the best to ring in the new year. Uh, now, Barney makes a comment about uh, an evite that he sent out for a party in his pants. Yep. That was, it was uh, definitely very Barney-esque. And this is something we'll actually be covering in Barney's blog at the end uh, of this episode. So stay tuned for that uh, if you are excited. Especially, you know, obviously, if you're, if you're listening on the podcast, you're not going to see the visual, unfortunately, but you know, 
we'll talk about it and hopefully it'll be uh I'll try uh, to use very descriptive words so yes. that you can understand the picture that I am looking at because I haven't like, even seen it yet. Like package. I don't know. <laughs> Jack package. Jack Pacage. Uh That's what they call a throwback, kids. <laughs> Anyways, <laughs> uh, so they head over to uh, party number one, and that is where they are picking up uh, Ted's date, Mary Beth. Mary Beth. Yeah, as they're you know on their way there, Barney says he has a new mix CD. And he calls it his uh, Get Psyched Mix. Yep. Yeah, man, I remember... I remember back in the day making mixed CDs. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, it's really funny because, you know, I'll talk about this when we get to it later on. I made a duplicate version of the Barney's Get Psych Mix for when me and you used to do car rides places. Yeah. And I got to say, it works. Oh, yeah, man. It, it, absolutely. He he was definitely on to something. Definitely on to something. Uh, the, the problem is we only ever hear one song. From yeah. this this mix, and that is "You Give Love a Bad Name" by Bon Jovi. It's the only song we hear throughout the entire episode. It's the only song you need to hear. That is true. That is very true. That opening line, man, that just pumps my blood every time. Absolutely. So as they as they head out, uh, the driver of the limo rolls down that uh, that back window there and reveals, as we said before, it's Ranjit. The first, the first time we've seen him since the pilot. And now he's uh, driving a limo. You know, he's got to, you know, he's got to make his money somehow. He's got a family. How Mary Beth is like, you guys know him? Or no, Robin. Robin. That's Robin. That's Robin. She's like, you guys know him? And they're like, yeah, long story. Long story. It's because she was not involved because it had to do with them um, going to her house. Yeah. And so obviously Ted didn't want to tell her that story. No, but I think it's really funny. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. absolutely. Uh, so Robin reveals uh, that she made plans with her boyfriend, Derek. We <laughs> learned about him in the previous episode. He is the hundred millionaire. Uh, so she takes off. Uh, and I I was thinking about this. Why did she bother getting in the limo with them in the first place? Why was she even there waiting? I, I was th- I was thinking that. Well, she said Derek was in some meeting. Well, that happens later. Because she leaves to go meet him. Oh, yeah. And then when she shows back up, it's because he's still in Connecticut. Yeah. But it's like, if you were leaving, like, going to meet him, why did you bother? Like, I could I could understand maybe waiting with them until Ted got there. But so yeah. That, so that she could say goodbye. But why did you climb in the limo and everything. I don't <laughs> Maybe she just wanted to hang out. Maybe it was cold outside, man. It is, you know, December 31st. I mean, I guess she was literally there for like two minutes, maybe. You know, it just it just seemed it seemed odd. Because you know, then she just leaves. Are you uh, saying it seemed unnecessary? It did. It seemed unnecessary. And then uh so they head to party number one. And 30 minutes later they get back in the limo. We don't see any of the party. Uh, Mary Beth is with them and she is a hugger, John. She is a big hugger. Now, do you, uh, have you had any experience with people like that who are just like huggers like that? Cause I feel like I see that on TV a lot, but I don't think I've ever experienced someone who's like that level of hugger. No, I don't think I've ever met somebody who's that level of hugger either. Yeah. And I'm sure there's people out there, but oh, I I'm I've, sure. I just don't think I've ever actually met one. <laughs> Uh, and Barney has brought a friend as well named Natalia. Yeah, you know, and guess what, John? We're never going to see her again. 
I'm just saying. You never see her or Mary Beth ever again. <laughs> that is it's true. Because yeah. they probably fucking killed themselves. That's this was true. a horrible fucking New Year's Eve for both of them. It really was. One, uh, one I mean, not to not to spoil the episode because you know whatever. Yeah. <laughs> but you know, one gets drunk and passes out in the front seat of a limo with a stranger. Yeah. And then the other one pretty much gets treated like a piece of shit and finds out Ted's still in love with Robin. I mean, yep. Hello. 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 <laughs> uh, during this uh, portion in in the uh, limo, uh, Lily starts complaining about her shoes. Yeah. Uh, and, and Ted says, "There's no turning back, and she's gonna have to deal." Both of these things will come back later. So uh, keep well, your ears and eyes open. Bugs me about Lily bitching about her shoes. You know, you're gonna go out for New Year's Eve. You're gonna yeah. be away from your house and shit like that. Yeah. Why would you not have wore more comfortable shoes to start? Or just brought some with you, left them in the limo. You know or what I mean? That. Because like they were literally gone for a half an hour and that's it. And she's yeah. already complaining about the shoes. So it's like, first, have you never worn these shoes? I don't wear shoes like that. So maybe, uh, you know, some uh, of our women viewers out there could tell us, inform us, uh, is this really something that happens like you go a half an hour in these types of shoes and like nah i'm done why why bother wearing them i don't know um but yeah i mean they literally they have their own limo yeah well they didn't know they were going to be a limo fair first off. no I, I i get that but as soon as ted pulls up she should have been like wait we have a limo i'm gonna run upstairs to get a get a pair of shoes yeah. and i can stick I in mean, they live upstairs from the bar so it's not exactly. like it would have been that far out of the way to have been like i yeah. need a different pair of shoes because they're literally in front of the bar which means they're in front of their apartment you know so she could have ran back upstairs real quick grabbed a second pair of shoes kept them in the limo boom been done yep yeah and then uh certain things that happened later on wouldn't have happened and maybe they'd have made it to all five parties true statement <laughs> yeah so uh they head to party number two and then 35 minutes later they come out party number two was a bust that was not a not 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 a good party uh and apparently natalia as far as they knew natalia got left behind which i find funny because we find out later that she's just passed out in the front, front seat. seat but it's only been an hour Actually, it's not even. It's only been 35 minutes since they picked her up. Yeah. Since she got in the limo the first time. You know, well, not to mention, like, Ranjit says he didn't want to wake her up. And, like, you know, yeah. Barney hits the button to play his fucking CD. Mm-hmm. If the loud music didn't wake her up, Ranjit simply turning around to be like, she's right here, probably wouldn't have. <laughs> yeah, probably. <laughs> he was probably just trying to get her like, he probably had his like dick out and he's like, hey, <laughs> hey. <laughs> just moving the hand or something. <laughs> I mean, I don't want to think about Ranjit doing that, but hey, who knows, man? Who knows? I mean, we never really <laughs> learned anything about Ranjit. We don't know anything about his side character. That's true. That's true. Uh, so, uh, Mary Beth seems real happy that Ted asked her out, you know, she's, uh, real, uh, she obviously likes Ted. She does. Uh, and Ted being Ted, he's an idiot. I'm just saying. Ted is a total idiot. Uh, then Robin calls Ted and says that, uh, Derek stood her up. Uh, he tells Ranjit to turn around so that they can get her breaking his own rule that he said. Yep. Just a half an hour ago. Yep. And this was a 20-minute uh, interlude to go and, and get her. Now they only have a 
one hour and 38 minutes left until midnight. They started the night out with three hours yep. until midnight. You know, so theoretically, they could have <clears> done all this, all the stuff they wanted to. But now they're already halfway through. They've only done two parties. You know, it's it's they obviously cutting things close here. Robin is uh, pretty bummed. Barney hits the the play button on the mix CD to try to cheer her up. Does that a couple times? They uh, people start, you know, they they're not happy. They, they just want him to just to stop. Uh, Ted tells Robin uh, that he'll kiss her at. He takes a little pause, says a little bit after midnight, and I'm like, dude, are you fucking serious? Your date is right next to you, right next to him. And you can just, you can see the awkwardness on her face when he says that. Oh, yeah. It's like, God damn, dude. Like, I understand that you are in love with Robin, but you need to start being more real with yourself then and not asking girls, other girls out and then fucking essentially hitting on Robin right in front of them. Like, that's messed up. Right in front of her. Like, it's not even like they're outside the car talking or like in a hallway of one of the parties. Like, they're in a fucking limo seat next to one another like what yeah. the fuck are you doing dude yeah seriously i sometimes i, I don't know what the fuck ted is doing ted's uh, an idiot he is an idiot so robin says she's hungry and you know ted of course dropping everything for robin tells ranji to stop and uh, go to gray's papaya for some hot dogs and uh i believe this was like another like 20 minute yeah uh, out of the way and they already we're only down to like an hour and a half or so. So like they're already cutting into their time. Yep. Um, and because of this, because uh, the 20 minutes they're going out of their way, Lily decides she's going to run home and change her shoes. Yep. And she says that she'll, she'll just meet them at party number three. Okay. I mean, it makes sense. Okay. Uh, 20 minutes later, they got their hot dogs and they are off to party number three, but then they spot someone, John. You want to tell the fans who they spotted? They spot Moby. That's right. International recording star Moby. <laughs> so they think, because it's not I mean, Moby. it's kind of funny, though, because they do. They roll down the window, and Ted's like, what do I say? And he's like, hey, Moby. <laughs> and he's like, who, me? And they're like, yeah. And he's like, what's up? And he's like, what's up? And I, I mean, come on. I yeah. get it. I get it. It happens. Mistaken identity in this show happens a lot. As they say, bald hipster with glasses. Apparently, those are only Moby. But I mean, like, the funny thing is, is that, because I know, okay, not to sidetrack off of How I Met Your Mother too far, (laughs) you've watched Community. Yes, I was going to bring this up. So, I mean, obviously this guy gets, like, this joke a lot. Yeah. But I, I think, I'll be honest, I think this joke happens in How I Met Your Mother. And the people who made Community saw that and said, that's really funny. He also looks like one of our stars, Jim Rash, who plays uh, the Dean in Community. So we're going to play on that and, and just use it. I really I really think that was why that line in Community where he says that he was a Moby impersonator, why that was in there. But I think it's really funny because it makes me wonder, like, he really doesn't look like Moby, though. Like, I mean, I can, I can kind of see it if you don't really know what Moby, like, <laughs> what his actual face looks like. I, I could see you mistaking him for Moby. Um, and they've been drinking. Like, 
partying that's and stuff true. too. Okay, that's yeah. fair. At that like, point, yeah. And and in community, he says he's a Moby impersonator, so he doesn't have to. Yeah, he, no, he doesn't that, have to trick people into believing that he's Moby. He's people know it's not actually Moby. It's just he kind of looks like him. Okay, but yeah, I think it's mostly because in this episode they're they've been drinking for the last that's fair. hour or some change. So. You know, uh, so much so that Barney's uh, date passed out drunk in front of the front seat. And in an hour. <laughs> passed out so hard that she didn't wake up for a while. <laughs> Maybe she was dead for a little bit. Maybe she was dead for a little bit. But yeah, wow. so I think it's really funny, though, that they welcome Moby into the car with them. Yeah, yeah. And they said that uh, they, they'll give him a ride to his party that he's going to. Which is uh, really funny because, yeah. you know. Yeah. Uh, not Moby invites them to the party and they, you know, they get ready to head out there. Um, it's what I find interesting is they, they never actually tell Ranji where to go. No, he's just like to Moby's party. Uh, now I assume that in the time that we don't see, you know, he had to have, he had to have told Ranji where it was. Yeah. But that, that's what makes things weird because, from what we find out in a little bit after this, he must he's gotta be the one to tell Ranjit where they're going. Yeah. Ranjit has to have a, one of the cards like Ted has because Ted just simply goes to party number one and Ranjit's yeah. like to party number one. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so when he tells him this, how does Ranjit not realize party number three is Moby's party? No, it's party it's a party yeah, it is party number three. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Yeah, I don't know, man. <laughs> uh, who knows? But, uh, you know, Marshall, he tries to get a hold of Lily. Can't because the circuits are jammed. Is that still a thing? I mean, it's weird, though, because it was a cell phone. Yeah. They don't run off so, so, uh, circuits. They run off a satellite. But back in the day, there, wa- there, weren't a lot of <laughs> cell- there weren't a lot of cell towers. That's true. Especially back then, because, like, iPhones hadn't even come out yet, That's you know, so it, it wasn't as big of a thing. So, like the the quote unquote circuits would could get jammed, the sick because there'd be too much uh, going on. But I don't think that's like because like there's so many fucking yeah towers everywhere now, everywhere. Uh, I don't think that's a thing. So, kids, circuits getting jammed. That used to be a thing. <laughs> uh, yeah, because like I know that that was a thing back in the day. Cause I remember that, but I'm like, I don't, I don't think, think I ever I'm, had that problem. I don't think I ever ex- have. I don't think I've experienced that, that in years because they've had so much, yeah, you know, growth in, in that, uh, in that industry. So, uh, so he leaves to find Lily, uh, because it's, you know, it's been over 20 minutes, you know, and, and he can't get a hold of her. And he just says he'll meet them at party number three, party number three. And so, uh, and that, well, that, and that, that's, that's the thing. Moby's is party number four because Marshall goes to party number three. No. Yes. Oh yeah. Lily, Lily thinks that's where she was going. Yeah. And, and she, she, she went to the wrong place. Um, but so they, they leave to go to Moby's party. Uh, Moby, you know, he's complimenting Barney's mix CD. And, no, and he no, shows no. off. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And then yeah, he shows up. Lily up at party number three. No, they pick her. They pick Lily up at Moby's party. Yeah, because she's there. So, uh, in the car though, uh, like I said, Moby compliments Barney's mix CD. 
then shows off the gun that he has, apparently yeah. named Janice, uh, which I thought was funny. And I, I, I thought about something um, in this scene. I feel like later seasons Robin would not have been as scared as she was in the car. Well, I feel I, like she would have been maybe like impressed, but like, Oh, that's nice. Let me see it. You know, things like that. You know what I mean? Cause like we see that later on that. Kind well, of yeah. And I thought that same thing when I was watching this episode, like from what we come to know of Robin, I don't know why she reacted the way she did. I she, just, I don't think they had built that side of her yet. No, they hadn't, but it's kind of funny because going back and watch, the only thing you can really say is maybe like she was taken off guard by it. Maybe, yeah. I mean, it's a random dude who's they find out is not Moby uh, <laughs> with a big ass gun in the limo. They don't know yep. what this dude's gonna do. Well, so, I love yeah, how the, like this whole scene breaks down so fast too, because then they're like, yeah, you know, like oh, you know, I thought you were Moby. And he's like, no, and he's like, <laughs> but when I said hey Moby, he's like, oh, I thought you said hey Tony. Yeah, he's like, oh, oh so your name's Tony? Tony? No, no. So it's like I find hilarious. all the way around that. And then like you yeah. don't really find out his name in this scene. You don't find out until Marshall comes back. Yeah, yeah. But I was just like, <laughs> God damn. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's a it's a wild it's a wild little scene. It's it's really it's not that long, but it there's a lot jam packed. <laughs> yeah. Uh so then they uh arrive at Moby's party. They decide, yeah, they're not gonna go in. Um and then Marshall's phone starts to ring. He had left it there in, in the limo, and it's Lily. Yeah. And apparently she is upstairs at not Moby's party because she's talking to them, and then she realizes, oh, she sees what, who she, she thinks Moby. is Moby come in, and Ted's like, that's not Moby. You gotta run. And then she's like, wait, is that a gun? Yeah. And, yeah, and then she yeah, she gets the hell out of there, and yeah, right there. So yeah, she thought she was going to party number three, but she read the card wrong and actually went to party number four. And Moby's not Moby's party happened That's to right. also yeah. be party number four. Yeah, it gets it gets real crazy uh, uh, in, in here. But uh, Barney also realizes that his mix is gone and that not Moby took it. <laughs> yeah, that fucking guy, man. That fucking he le- guy. He left the case but took the CD. And it's it's funny because the CD was in the CD player. Yeah. Which means he popped it out of the CD player without anybody noticing. Without anybody noticing. And just pocketed it and, and took off. Yeah. <coughs> well, and that's what I think is funny is that, like, Barney checks the case. It's like, why would it have been in the fucking case? Yeah. It, I mean, it wouldn't have. Yeah, exactly. Uh, but then the limo blows a tire. It's like, Man, nothing can go right with this night, you know? It's nope. just, everything is literally going wrong. And I find it funny because back at the episode with the coat check girl. Yeah. Her and Ted talk about like holidays that you think are gonna be fun but are never fun. And New Year's is one of those. That, that is a true about. statement. Yeah, and you know, Ted is so gung ho about trying to make this night fun. When he is already admitted on the show that this is a holiday that is not ever well, fun. Not to mention, he's got a date who's completely interested in him. Oh, yeah. And he's trying to fucking impress Robin at the same time. Yep. And it's like, dude. And I mean, not to quote a future episode here, 
But unless you're going for the fucking belt, you're going about this all the wrong way. Yeah, yeah. It's true, man. It, it's true. He's he's so oblivious to it all. And, you know, it's it's something that bites him in the ass multiple times throughout this, this series. Uh, so well, while they're, you know, in the limo, Barney's throwing a little pity party because he lost his mix CD. Uh, and Robin, you know, was telling him to stop. Uh, and then just starts singing... You give love a bad name, uh, yep. along with Ted. Ted. You know they just start like Ted just squeezes his way in there, and they just start jamming out, and uh, it's obviously uncomfortable for Mary Beth. Yep, and uh, so much so that she stands up to go out to, of the sunroof to get some air, as she says. Uh, and Ted joins her, and this is where she just comes out point blank and says, "How long have you been in love with Robin?" Yep. He tries to deny it. Paul Ted on his BS with this whole Robin journey. Oh, yeah, man. Like I said, he tries to deny it, but it's obvious. I mean, they made a TV show nine seasons just to fucking have him end up with the fucking bitch. Like, it's true. Like, uh, and, and, he, she even says, you know, it's that, you know, it's obvious Robin's into into him too. And he's like, what, really? Like, come on, man. (laughs) Like, really, dude? Like, you're saying that to your date. And that's what I'm saying. Like, you obviously found this girl interesting enough that you wanted to take her out on a date on New Year's Eve, which is one of the most romantic holidays. Yes, it might be a fucking pain in the ass, but it is a romantic holiday. You know most likely it's going to end up with at least a kiss, if not a, like, maybe a snuggle party afterwards. I'm not saying women are going to put out, definitely, but, you know. And then here's Ted Mosby, who's like, Gee, let me impress Robin some more because maybe it will benefit me, even though she's got a boyfriend who's a fucking like multimillionaire. Yeah, I I whole, wholeheartedly believe that the only reason he rented the limo, uh, came up with this whole five party thing, and even invited Mary Beth is because of Robin. He oh, wanted to impress her. He, he wanted to impress her with this great evening. And I think because Robin is in this relationship with Derek, I think he kind of wanted to, I think he was kind of trying to make her jealous. Yeah. And it, and it obviously backfires on him, you know? Uh, yeah. So she heads out, Mary Beth, she takes off to uh, head over to a friend's party that's nearby. And there is only now 19 minutes left to midnight. And yep. All seems lost. Uh, Lily, you know, she hops up out the sunroof and she just starts yelling for Marshall. Like, she's like, yeah, she's like, I'm going to, I'm going to call Marshall. (laughs) She's just like yelling, yelling. Um, it's funny because at one point, uh, she, she makes the, the, the comment. Um, I, I, I wish Marshall would call her. I wish I could get a hold of Marshall or something or something like that. But it's like, he, his phone is in the car. Of course yeah. he can. You know what I mean? But then when he shows back up, he says he tried to call. But the, so he must have borrowed somebody's phone or he something. Because he says that line. Because, like, I had it written in the notes originally. I was like, well, this doesn't make any sense because his phone's here. So she yeah. couldn't she couldn't call him. Because um, she's like, uh, uh, you know, the circuits are jammed. I, you know, I'm trying to get a hold of Marshall. The circuit. Well, it's like, you can't get a hold of Marshall because his phone's in the car. Yeah. But obviously, I I really I think it I think 
the simple answer is that he just borrowed somebody's phone, even though they probably don't, they don't say that. Well, I mean, landlines and telephone booths were also a thing of the time, so I that, mean, that's true. That's that's very true. Uh, so, like I said, nineteen minutes left. She's yelling for Marshall. Uh, Robin reminds Ted that they have a deal to kiss at midnight, and then Robin gets a phone call, and it's Derek, and he's uh, coming into town. Coming into yeah. town. He he cut his meeting short, and he's coming into town. Uh, Ted and Barney both squeeze out the sunroof. Then look, only skinny people could do this, man. Yep. Here <laughs> you squeezing through that sunroof. As a fat guy, I don't even know if one of us could by ourselves squeeze through that freaking thing. Let no. alone have three of us squeeze through that thing. <laughs> like that's not happening. But uh, Barney is telling Ted that he needs to give it up. Uh, all all the while, Lily is still yelling uh, for Marshall. Then while this is going on in the distance. We hear Marshall yelling yep. for Lily, and he comes running out of the fog, triumphant. And apparently, we find out he went to party number three. Yep, you know because he was looking for Lily. She wasn't there, obviously, so he went to party number four, which was not Moby's party. Uh, and he thought he he got there. He was like, "I met Moby, and he signed my shirt." Yeah, he pulls the shirt down. This is where we find out what not Moby's name is. Apparently, his name is Eric. Um, I mean. Possibly Eric. I mean, yeah, we're go with this Eric, but you know, yeah. it's very possible he just wrote Eric on there. Who the hell knows with that guy? Uh, but yeah, uh, it's gonna be funny when Marshall takes that shirt off and takes a look. It's like, who the fuck is Eric? Well, I yeah. mean, like I said, there is a lot of times on this show where they think they've met a celebrity and like it's not. That's like Robin makes uh, thinks she brought Neil Diamond or not Neil Diamond. There's the episode where she thinks she's got the celebrity in her bedroom and like, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. He comes out and it's not who they she thinks it was. Yeah, that's right. (laughs) Uh, They Marshall also reveals that he found Barney's mix CD at the party it was playing and he swiped it back. Barney was just ecstatic about that. Uh, Then Marshall also says he went to party number five. So in that entire time, Marshall walking because you know he's a big walker. We see, we find that out in later episodes too. Um, went to all three of the last parties. Yep. You know, he was able to make it to all of these parties. And it, it really shows that if it wasn't for Ted being an idiot, they could have made it to all of these parties. Oh, yeah. Without um, a problem. Well, I mean, I like to think that there's something else at hand here, though, too. Yeah. Marshall versus the machine. Yeah. <laughs> he, uh, he he had to be better than the limo. <laughs> I mean, why not? No, yeah, absolutely. Uh, and apparently, party number five was awesome. Banging. Man, that, it, it, was, it was an epic banger of a, of a party, and that's where they got to go. Uh, at the same time, Ranjit has fixed the tire. Has and they're, fixed they're, it. They're ready to head out. Uh, and we find out Natalia is back as well as uh, she was uh, just asleep in the front seat. Ranjit, she was so peaceful. He did not want to wake her. Yeah. You know? <laughs> and they, I think there's like eight minutes left or something. Cause he, cause Ted's like, can you get us uh, across town in eight minutes? And Ranjit's like, I can do it in six. Yep. And then we cut to they're stuck in traffic with three minutes left. Yeah. And Ted, you know, Ted just tells uh, Ranji to put the car in park. They pop some champagne, 
and decide to celebrate right there. And I found yep. this, I found this funny. Um, on my second watch, I noticed this when Ted pops the champagne, Lily is visibly startled, <laughs> which is a nice subtle callback to the pilot episode. I mean, it should be. Yeah. And I, I was like, I was like, Oh shit. <laughs> Cause like I, like I said, I watch these episodes a couple of times yeah. when I'm preparing for this. And so I usually will catch something that I didn't the first time. And this was, was, this was that one. And it was, it was great. I loved that. I was like, Oh shit. She just, she's, they just referenced that. I can't believe they put that back in there. I, that was awesome. And then we get a knock on the window and it's Derek. And I'm like, wait a minute. They're stuck in traffic. Yep. Random limo in New York city. How the fuck did this dude find her? I thought the same thing. Like, did he like, did he implant a tracking device in her? You know what I mean? I mean, he's a he's a hundred millionaire. He could probably do that. <laughs> I mean, I I thought the same thing. I was like, how did he find her on New Year's Eve in a traffic jam in yeah. a limo? It's not like Robin's on the phone with him, being like, "Okay, we have uh, we we're parked here." We're no, he just knock knock. There he is. Boom. Yeah. Mm, I don't yeah. think so. Hello. <laughs> I don't. I don't. I don't buy that. <laughs> <laughs> Motherfucker's a vampire. I don't like it. <laughs> Him and Carl have a have a coven together. Uh, so uh, he gets out to let Derek. Ted gets out, I should say, to let Derek in. Uh, and at that moment, they're starting to count down to midnight. So Ted just closes the door and, and starts to walk away. As he's walking off, uh, Robin gets out and says, "Hey, man, uh, we we still have a deal, you know." You know, and and then she, her her and Ted kiss, and I'm like, I understand that you had a deal, but your boyfriend is literally in yeah. the fucking car, in and I'm assuming limo. that you just kissed because it was midnight. You know, you all re- counted down, rang in midnight. There's no yep. way that you're like, hold on, I'm not going to kiss you right this second as right? it's midnight. I have to go out and see Ted. No, you totally kissed. And then you went out and made out with fucking Ted and then went back to the limo. I'm like, that's, yep. that's fucked up. Both her and Ted did some fucked up things with to well, their dates in this. You know, one of the like, things I noticed watching this episode, and it's like in this moment specifically that kind of irritates me. Yeah. Ted gets out of the car and he yeah. sets his glass on top of the limo and then walks away. Is yeah. to not do an open, open container law. And yeah. I get that. But now Ron G is going to go to pull away, and that whole glass nope. of champagne. Nope. If you if you watch closely, when Robin goes to get in, she grabs the glass. Does she? She does. No, I didn't notice that. Yeah, she totally does. I, I saw. I was like, oh shit, that's a nice little little tidbit. Um, another interesting tidbit right before the end that I wanted to bring up to you. When Ted, I don't know if you noticed this. I don't think you did because you probably would have said it. When Ted and Robin share that kiss. The background music that's playing as they kiss is La Vie en Rose. No. Yes. And for those of you un- unaware, this is uh, the first song that Ted hears Tracy sing in season Play. nine. She plays it. Uh, oh, she, yeah, she plays it. Isn't she singing it, though? I think well? she is. Yeah, I think she's, I think she's singing it. Um, but yeah, this is, this is that song. So it's kind of like... Ted and Tracy's song, you know what I mean? Man, those um, motherfuckers. And they played the the background music was that. So they had that fucking shit 
planned out. Yeah. See, I guess like it's the small nods like that that when you catch that kind of shit, yeah, it kind of foreshadows the ending of the show even more. Yeah, absolutely. Wow, it's, it's, it's insane. Yeah, just like I was like, holy shit, really? And I had to go back and I was like, yeah, there it is, there it is. Uh, and, and, and then, like I said, Robin heads back to the car, takes the takes the champagne off the car, and Ted just walks off into the night. And uh, that's the end of the episode. So, uh, John, I know that you said that uh, it's not it's one of your least favorites, but uh, after conversing about it, any change of feeling? No. Okay. <laughs> what do you mean? Thank you for at least asking. Yeah, man. Uh, I'm sure you're going to go back and, and try to hear that background music now. I am. I'm definitely going to check that out tomorrow. Yeah. One of, one of the things that really just upsets me about this episode is, like, there's blatant disrespect from Ted. There's blatant cheating from Robin. Yeah. They wonder why shit doesn't work out for either one of them. They're both pining over each other for years. And I think it's one of the big things that really upset me about, like, when this show finally came to an end yeah. was that they decided to pull the fucking Robin card back out. Like, we waited nine fucking years just to find out who Ted's wife was going to be. Yeah. And in like a snap of a fucking finger, they're like, oh, no, 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 no. Tracy's not the major fucking focus here. It's his love for Robin. Yeah. And I was, oh my God. I remember the first time I watched it, I was like, what the fuck? What the yeah, fuck? I, I know. I think the majority of people were not happy with, with the, with the ending, which I mean, it'll be a while before we get there, but um, I'm not one of those people. Like I get, I get why people are mad about it. I totally do, but it never bothered me. Like you know, we got to spend, you know, some time with Tracy. We got to see where it went. But I mean, if you watch the show, it was always about him and Robin. No, I mean, and I get it that always it was, was. About him and Robin. You know? I think they just wanted some more, like at least like a good half a season to see their like love really just kind of like come to fruition no i get that i do i absolutely understand um wanting more time with her um but it's like people it's just people who were really angry that he winds up with robin well what have you been watching for the last nine years like it was fairly obvious that she was who he was meant to end up with in the long run i I guess i just feel like, I guess for me personally, the way I always seen it was, and I still do, is that they gave us nine years of him pining over Robin. I just kind of, even if Tracy was going to die at the end, they could have done it where, like, we got a season of, like, because they really crammed their entire life into, like, a half an hour episode. And then at the end of that, we're like, yeah, I mean, oh, we, yeah. Get, we get bits and pieces throughout all of season nine. Yes. You know, because they give you little flashes here and there throughout the entirety of season nine. But yes, then the fi- the f- the final episode, the, that final like hour episode, they just jam everything, everything. Which, I, which I get. I, I I do get why people. Like I said, I totally get why people are mad about it. Um, and this, just this episode wasn't just that mad just like- because I I was like, she's gonna die. I knew she was gonna die. Yeah, you know, before I think we it had actually figured out somewhere around like season seven. That that was probably the way they were going to go. And for anybody out there watching who hasn't <coughs> finished the series, I'm sorry, but we have said multiple times on this podcast that we do not hold back on spoilers. No. So there it is. Sorry. Well, I mean, there are times <laughs> where, like, yes, we're in season one, and we're, like, halfway through season one at this point. 
Yeah. But there are times where you've just got to foreshadow and talk about something that happened in a future episode. Absolutely. Because it, it holds its hand so well. Yes. A- absolutely. Absolutely. But so. now it's time for something Josh likes to call Barney's blog. Barney's right. blog. It is there. <laughs> Read it now. <laughs> That's right. Suit up, bitches. It's time for Barney's blog. And this one is titled Party Alert. And it uh, was posted Tuesday, December 13th of 2005. Now, real quick, the last, including this, the last at least three Barney's blogs that we have done have all been posted on a Tuesday, which I found interesting. I don't, I'm curious if it was, do you remember what day of the week the show aired? Was it on Mondays? Because if it was on Mondays, it would make sense that they would then put the blog on Tuesday. You know what I mean? I believe it was a Monday show. That would that would make sense why there's a lot of lot of Tuesday postings, um, but uh, yeah. So like I said, it's time for party alert, and there are two things going on in this uh, entry of the blog. First off, is a uh, during the episode, Barney talks about an evite that he sent out to everybody for a party in his, in his pants. pants, and we get to see. That Evite. And for those watching uh, on YouTube, <laughs> here it is. Uh, you know, at, at the top, it says New Year's Ball Drop. It has a picture of Barney. Uh, it's really, it's from his, like, just below his neck to, like, just above his knees. Because uh, in, in the episode, he's like, and those are my real pants in the picture that he said. Yeah. And it's like, yeah, I mean, well, his pants are definitely in there. And it says, uh, host Barney Stinson. Location, my pants, when? Saturday, December 31st, 10 p.m. Everyone's invited to a New Year's party in my pants. Ring in 2006 with a bang in the city's hottest location, my pants. You bring the bubbly and I'll supply the champagne flute in my pants. Sorry if you're lame and you miss it, for when it comes to my pants, the more the merrier. Peace out and I'll see you. In my pants, Barney. Uh, yeah, and so and then there's like like a guest list thing on the side. It's like who's coming to my pants, and it's it's got all kinds of stuff uh, in there. Um, and it, so it's like I'll be in your pants, Barney Stinson, the organizer. Uh, I'm tedding out. It means you know you're not showing up. Uh, we've got Archited Mosby, uh, Metro News Robin. Lilypad and martial law. But I love the excuses under each one for not going. Yeah, go ahead, man. Well, Ted's Ted's reason for not going, it it says, sounds like fun, but I have some other plans that night. I wouldn't want to stretch myself too thin and stretches in quotations. Yeah. So, I mean, that's a hint to his limo. Robin says, it sounds like a great venue with all the extra room down there. But I'm not washing. I but I'm washing my hair that night. <laughs> Lily just says straight out, "Oh, you're an idiot." <laughs> and Marshall, Marshall, sorry, bro. It sounds awesome, but I already made plans with Ted. Have fun though. Yeah, yeah. So uh, that was uh, a. I, I love that. I, I just I love the little things like that that they put in here because like they did a lot of websites because this was actually a website. Like in the blog, originally you were able to click on it and it would take nice. you to the site where the Evite was. 
Um, and but now in the in the fandom wiki, they just they have just pulled all that stuff, um, so you can see it. Um, and so I love that they did all. It was unbeknownst to us as we watched this show. There was a lot of like it was very interactive because, oh, yeah. and I think that's very before its time. You know, uh, it's something that not a lot of shows were doing, if any, really. You know, um, a show should have done that. What lost, dude? That would have been awesome. I would have loved to have seen something like that. Uh, with Lost, but uh, they did not. Uh, the other part of uh, this uh, blog entry is called Get Psyched 2006. It says, uh, we all know New Year's is an enormous steaming pile of disappointment, a, ye- a full year's worth of failed expectations <laughs> and fizzled dreams wiped clear to make room for 365 more days of failed expectations and fizzled dreams. This year, new strategy. Release my annual Get Psyched mix early. People say a good mix should rise and fall, but I disagree. A truly awesome mix should be all rise. Experience Get Psyched 2006, a perfect antidote for the crapitude that is New Year's Eve. You're welcome. And uh, so we get a list here. Um, Now, this is not the list that he has. I believe the one that he has in the episode is uh the get psyched it's got to be the get psyched 2005 mix it has to be you know what i mean because yeah. he specifically calls the one in the blog entry the get psyched 2006 he says that he's um releasing it early yeah and it's it's there's only like two or three songs that are on the original mix that are on this one so uh i'm going to go over uh this one Real quick, and then we'll. There's a couple other versions of the Get Psyched mix that uh, we'll we'll kind of talk about. Uh, so for the one that's in the blog for the Get Psyched 2006 mix, we've got, of course, starting off with "You Give Love a Bad Name" by Bon Jovi. Then we got the Humpty Dance by Digital Underground, "Come Sail Away" by Styx, "Don't Stop Believing" by Journey, the Transformers theme song from O Prime from uh, <laughs> Yeah. Hey, we got you're the you're the best around by Joe Esposito. High enough from Damn Yankees. Jesse's girl from Rick Springfield. Uh, Rock you like a hurricane from the Scorpions. Hip hop hooray from Naughty by Nature. Change of heart from Tom Petty and Runaway from Slade. Woo-hoo. Now, when you look, because if you like, if you pause in the episode, you can see the track listing. Yeah. It's like it's all 80s rock. Yeah. So the Get Psyched 2006 mix is very different from the 2005 mix, which uh, which we're going to go over. And there is an error in the episode on the track listing that's handwritten on the CD case. You Give Love uh, a Bad Name is actually track number two. Yeah. While I Want to Rock is track number one. Uh, so when they when they put it back together on this, they they switched those two uh in the listing but according to the uh the track listing on in the episode it it, it should be the other way other way around but so uh in the two so the i'm just gonna call it the 2005 mix it's you've got love a bad name i want to rock by twisted sister lick it up by kiss paradise city from guns and roses dance with uh, dancing with myself from billy idol uh rock you like a hurricane from the scorpions panama from van halen Talk, talk dirty to me from Poison, 
Thunderstruck from ACDC, Dr. Feelgood from Motley Crue, and Round and Round from Rat. That's right. So that's uh, my kind of CD right there. Yeah, right? I mean, that's, a, that's a bitchin' CD right there. Um, but then we also got... Now, this one's... It's not technically a mix. Um, it's, it's really what it is. It's from the Bro Code, which is uh, a book that was released that you can go and buy right now. Yep. Um, and they, it's a list of uh, what's titled Classic Get Psyched Songs. So it's not actually a playlist for ACD. It's just a list of songs that he would probably use on uh, on this. And I think it's just a combination of the, the two CDs. Um, I'm going to quickly go through them to see if there's any that are new. But we got You Give Love a Bad Name, I Want to Rock, The Humpty Dance, Don't Stop Believing. Uh, you're the best around. Lick it up. Paradise City. Tom Sawyer. I think this one was not on either of the other two CDs. No, this, but that's a good Tom, song. Tom Sawyer from Rush is is a new one on this specific list in the Bro Code. Then the Transformers theme, uh, Dancing with Myself, Rocky Like a Hurricane, Come Sail Away. Here's another one that's uh, new. Freebird, second half only from Leonard Skinner. Uh, then we got Jesse's Girl, Talk Dirty to Me. Panama, Thunderstruck, uh, High Enough, Hip Hop Hooray, Dr. Feel Good, and Round and Round. So just two songs not on either of the other two uh, mixes. So, yeah. yeah. But, uh, John, uh, I kind of want to get your thoughts on, on the di- like the sheer difference between these two CDs. I mean, it's just kind of interesting because obviously he's got a fascination for 80s rock. Yeah. Um, but definitely, like... I mean, he, I would definitely he seemed to get it. in. He seemed to get into a little bit of hip hop, though. There, yeah, uh, lead, leading yeah. in toward 2006. I'm not gonna yeah. lie; it's kind of weird coming from Barney, too. Yeah, I wouldn't. Uh, I wouldn't have expected. I would expect that from Marshall, yeah. not from him. Yeah, yeah. So, and maybe, maybe it's because of Marshall. Maybe, you maybe. know what I mean? Who maybe. knows? But uh, yeah, I thought that was that was really cool that they just kind of uh, it just broke down uh, every everything that was on those CDs here. So it's really really cool to see. Uh, how they all, you know, how it all played out. But, uh, yeah. You know what else yeah. plays out really well? What plays out? Oops. Yeah. And that's pretty much all you hear in every episode. Like, the mer- it's true. Like, boom. <laughs> Hopefully that was short enough to not get us flagged. <laughs> I mean, what? We don't know the rights to this music. Uh, exactly. Uh, so... There you are, folks. Season one, episode eleven, the limo. John, the limo. tell everybody where they can find you on the internet. On the internet? Well, I'm yep. I'm I'm nicely found over yeah. here. Don't give <laughs> out your address, John. Jeez, <laughs> that was a one-time thing. <laughs> you can find me on Twitter right here at simply saying J one. That corresponds with my podcast, the Simply Saying with J, the Not Your Mama's podcast. Uh, just put out a new episode. Uh, well, when this releases, it'll have been two weeks ago. So hopefully a new one will be coming soon. Um, that's pretty much me. I'm on Twitter. I'm on Facebook. You can find me there. Right. You want to find me any other way? I mean, send smoke signals, send a carrier pigeon, write a letter, yeah. email. That I mean, you know, it's there. <laughs> Josh, tell all the nice people where they can find you. 
You can find me on Twitter at JP Rayner. That's J P R A Y N O R. And also right down there at Movie Blog Merc. That is the Twitter page for my site, Merc with Movie Blog. Also, you can check out me and John together on our wrestling podcast, Off the Ropes with John and Josh. That's uh, at Off the Ropes JJ on all our social medias there. And of course, be sure to check Last Call at McLaren's out on Twitter, right down there at the bottom. That's true. At Last Call H I M Y M. That's Last Call H I M Y M. Uh, if you're watching this on YouTube, uh, on the Merc with a Movie Blog YouTube channel, be sure to hit the like button, smash that subscribe button, and uh, click that little bell so you get all those notifications. Yeah, I don't know if it's going to be anywhere. <laughs> whatever. <laughs> but, uh, you know, we, we love to hear from you guys. Be sure to send any comments, questions, anything. Um, and as we've done in a few other episodes, if, uh, if you're on, like, Apple Podcasts and you leave a, a five-star review, we will read that review on the podcast. Absolutely. So please do that. It helps us out quite a bit. Yeah, we um, really hope people are enjoying this. Yeah, I hope so. So, yeah, that's it for this episode of Last Call at McLaren's. John, what do you got for him? I mean, you don't have to go home. You just can't listen here today. Sorry. That's Get right. out. See you, see you next time, baby.